P. Ryan is in. One timeout for Cincinnati. And going deep into the end zone and caught by Chase. Oh, my goodness, what a crab. 34-yard touchdown throw. Burrow back to throw. Fires deep down the yeah. sideline. Chase wide oh, open. Oh, oh. Touchdown. Man. Bengals. Unreal. Hello and welcome to episode, well I don't know what episode it is actually, uh, it is uh, it's a bit of an extra episode because I'm talking to you, what is it, it's about 20 past midnight on Thursday the 28th of April, which of course is draft day, it's an exciting day for everyone, it is the day that uh, we find out who the Bengals will draft uh, this year, there's a whole bunch of people we've We've done some podcasts about it. We've mentioned lots of names. We've had British Bengals fans talking um, about how who they would select. We've heard Dave Lapham heard who he would select. We've heard Joe Goodbury about who he would select. And uh, earlier this week, Nathan and I uh, told you who we would select. And uh, well, Nathan's not here at the moment. He's in bed. Uh, down in London, in his own bed, I would imagine. But you never know with Nathan. He's a bit of a man about town. He likes to gad around. But uh, I assume he's safely tucked up in bed, unless he's in a bar somewhere with his top off and dancing to Eurohouse or something like that. So it's just me in an empty house. Well, not really an empty house. I've got family upstairs sleeping. So it's just me, really, uh, with you for this weird little extra cheeky episode. Now you can view it as a companion episode to our draft episodes, or you could view it as a little standalone, uh, something that exists in a in a rip in the fabric of space and time, a Twilight Zone episode, if you will. Um, full disclosure, um, we are having a special guest and his name is Logan Hall. Now, you may remember from last week's episode, and certainly Joe Goodbury's episode, that the name Logan Hall has been mentioned quite a few times. He is, I think, my number one draft crush. And uh, I got in touch with Logan's people and asked, uh, just, you know, you've got to ask, haven't you, really? If you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, so I asked, and uh, I asked Logan's people whether he'd be willing to come on uh, and have a chat with us. And uh, lo and behold, it was a big fat yes. But of course, Logan is here, there and everywhere, visits, getting trained up, uh, preparing for his draft experience. And unfortunately, it couldn't happen uh, when uh, we recorded our uh, our last draft episode on Monday. However, it has come to fruition, I'm delighted to say. Um, so I spoke with Logan a little while earlier, and this is what he had to say. Okay, well, I'm uh, privileged and uh, very excited to talk to my number one draft crush this year. Uh, I think a lot of Bengals fans want this man on their team. Well, I don't know, this time, well, maybe not, yeah, this time tomorrow. It's crazy. It is, of course, former University of Houston defensive tackle, Logan Hall. Logan, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I, uh, I'm i in the mall right now shopping for a, you know, a, a draft day fit, so... <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's let's get the important stuff out of the way first. What without giving don't give too many spoilers away. But what kind of look are you going for tomorrow? Uh, real casual, real comfy. Um, you know, I'm going to be at home. I'm not going to Las Vegas. Um, you know, just something you know, nice but comfy. I'll say that nice but comfortable because you'll have cameras on you, right? When when the pick is when you're picked, you would imagine. Are you? Yes, sir. Are you hoping to go tomorrow? A lot of people have you at, in that first round area. Are you prepared for tomorrow? Will you be disappointed if you don't get selected tomorrow? Uh, you know, obviously it would be a huge blessing to go tomorrow. Um, I mean, I've worked for that. But um, if I don't, I won't be disappointed. You know, I just want to get my foot in the door. So if I go tomorrow or day three, it's, it's not a, a big deal to me. I just want to go. Because you hear a lot of players who kind of go into the NFL, maybe don't get picked where they think they're going to get picked, so they have this chip on their shoulder. Is that something that you're aware of? Or you are you at this stage now where you're kind of like, look, I know I'm going to get drafted. I know I'm going to fulfil my dream of playing in the NFL, fingers crossed. Um, it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, that's why I feel, you know, I just, um, I just really want to get on the team and, you know, kind of earn my stripes, you know. Um, I'm not particular where I go, honestly. The, the money will be nice, but as long as I get my foot in the door, I'm confident I'll be playing for a long time. Well, I think just looking at some of your highlights, man, and I, I want to ask, as a fan, is it you grew up obviously idolising players as as you grew up and went through the, the, the high school and college system, no doubt, you know, you figured out this is what you're good at. This is what your what your destiny is, almost without getting too dramatic. Uh, so you must have idolised players growing up. Is it weird to hear that you are now you, Logan Hall, are now a draft crush of some weird guy, kind of five thousand miles <laughs> away? Is it is it surreal? Is it weird? No, yeah, it's definitely. Uh... This whole process is weird, man. You know, I'm just, you know, you think about it, I'm just a normal guy that's good at football. I'm a normal guy. So um, it is kind of, you know, a bit funny that a guy, where are you from? England or the yeah, UK? Yeah, I'm, I'm in England. Yeah, London, England. Yeah. In England, yeah. So, uh, you know, a guy from England even knows about me. That's so weird. And it's funny because a guy had reached out to me on Instagram and he's from Japan. Um, oh, wow. And he had me like in his mock draft and he said he was a big fan. And I was just thinking about that, like somebody from Japan knows who I am. And I really thought that was cool, you know. Um, but to me, I'm just a normal guy. You know, I'm, I just yeah. play football a normal guy. So that is, it is a bit weird. Um, it's cool, though. Yeah, no, it must be really cool, but weird yeah. at the same time. Cool and weird. <laughs> cool and weird. Exactly. Um, okay, so as a fan, we don't get to see all the interviews and the uh, the process. We kind of know what goes on. You people come and see you at the combine, and then people ask you in for visits or whatever. We know that the Bengals. You've spoken to the Bengals. You, you've had a visit with them. Uh, is it? Have, have you found it an odd process? Is it a, a surreal process, or um, have you taken it in your stride? Is that? Has it? Tell us something that's maybe surprised you, or how has it been for you these past this past month, I guess, or since the combine? Uh. It's been pretty easy, man. You know, after the combine, you know, it's getting back to football, doing things that, um, you know, I'm comfortable with and I've been doing my whole life. The combine was a bit of a curveball for me just in that I've been in, in the whole process, like, while training, 
it wasn't football. It was like training for a 40 and getting my bench right for the 225. So that was a bit different for me. But now that it's back football, I'm really comfortable. And as far as like the process of top 30 visits and seeing teams, it was kind of weird at first. Um, but, you know, I had I had quite a few. So it, after the first one, it was it was pretty easy. Um, and, and have you visited in person Have you or have you done a mixture of in-person and Zoom chats or how does that work that way? So I have done um, in-person ones and then I've also done like Zooms. Um, I just had my son um, about two weeks ago and I, I couldn't go to Minnesota and I had the top 30 visit to Minnesota. And, you know, he was being born like maybe three hours before the flight was supposed to depart. So, you know, obviously I couldn't yeah. go. Um, so we re- we made that up and we did it via Zoom. Um, and it went seamlessly. So just, just rewind, rewind a little bit there. You're not only on the cusp of fulfilling your dreams as uh, an athlete and a professional, about to become a professional athlete, but you've had this huge milestone personally in the last couple of weeks. How have you yeah. taken that in your stride? That's a lot to deal with. Like kind of that, it must be a fantastic time of life for you at the moment. Yeah, it really has been. It's been really cool, really fulfilling for me um, to be a dad. Um, He's a good baby. He really is. What's his, his name? His name is Ivory. Ah, cool. Named after, named him after my granddaddy. But um, you know, he's a good baby. He sleeps um, pretty good. He eats really well, and he's not very colicky. He cries when he needs something. So, right. Um, <laughs> I really, mean, to really be fair, I to be fair, I do that as well. So you know, that's that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, no complaints. Um, obviously, you know, he he cries at night sometimes, but I'm getting used to that. But it's, it's it's a pretty not too difficult process for me. Well, um, I need to ask you about the Bengals because obviously, you know, this is Bengals UK and a lot of Bengals fans are invested in the draft. There's lots of fans from different teams are. Um, without giving too much away, how was it, was your visit? Did you go to Cincinnati or or kind of where, how did you hook up with the Bengals? Uh, so my agent had that set up, um, Drew Pittman. Uh, either he re- or they reached out to him and, you know, um, invited me to go up there for a top 30. And um, they flew me in. It was a, you know, I flew in that night, spent the night. Um, they bought me dinner. And then, you know, I had that, that visit in the morning. And I got done around maybe 1 o'clock. It was real quick, um, really cool. I got to meet Mr. Brown. Um, cool. That was really awesome. Um, I met with a lot of the coaching staff and, you know, they shipped me out. So I did go to Cincinnati. I had a really good experience with that. And did they ask you anything differently? Or this was, was it fairly early or in the process or towards the end? Or how did, I guess by that stage, you were kind of used to the questions and used to kind of visits like that, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, that was only a few weeks ago. It was really recently. So, um yeah, at that point, I have already had, you know, the Senior Bowl interviews, formal interviews, um, the interviews at the Combine, Zooms with several uh, of the NFL teams. So at that point, you know, it was kind of just hmm. um, just the normal. Um, let's get on to your playing style. As I say I've watched some of your highlights and you're, you're a terrific player and um... – Goodness me. I mean, if you ever did go to the Bengals, I think you would complete that line. I'm just speaking personally as a Bengals fan here. I'm sure lots of other fan groups who want you on their team will say the same thing. But um, 
2021 was a huge year for you. You 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 just exploded, really, six and a half sacks. And it, was that because you you had just progressed? Was there a reason for that explosion, or was it kind of just a culmination of years in the program? You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew your game. You knew you knew how to kind of destroy your opponents. I mean, I saw you in one game where you actually kind of had to, you went down on one knee and kind of just manhandled like two or three guys on the line and still got through. Um, Yeah. What was the reason for that explosion? Do you think last year? I can definitely accredit that to experience. Um, First and foremost, being that it was my, you know, my fourth year in the program, I I played a lot of snaps, played a lot of games. Um, and it was just repetition at that point. You know, my body knew what to do, and the game slowed down a lot for me. So, um, just like you said, um, just experience. I can definitely credit, you know, my coach for that as well. You know, he did a great job preparing me and my defensive unit, um, and also Peyton Turner. You know, he went first first round last year to the Saints. He was my teammate. Um, so all of those things kind of culminate into that. Um. You mentioned you had a teammate that went uh, into the NFL last year as well. Um, what are you expecting from the NFL? Obviously, we're told that, you know, again, I have no idea because I'm a fan. But, you know, you get told that the NFL, faster, bigger, stronger. Are you, what are you expecting when you get to the NFL? And how will your game translate, do you think? Uh, you know, I'm expecting a lot of things. Um Obviously, the competition level is going to be more stiff. Everybody's good. Everybody's there for a reason. Um, so I, I definitely am going to have to attack it with a different mentality as far as, like, you know, my preparation and my approach to the game. Um, but also, like, in the in the aspect that, like, what I can do with the game, you know, um, if I'm successful and productive on the field and where that can take me in life. So um, I'm expecting a lot of things from it. Um, and really looking forward to this journey. And in terms of position, we're told that you can kind of do a lot of things. And I've seen you do a lot of things on uh, on tape. Um, you're principally, you line up a defensive tackle, but, you know, we're, we're talking three technique. We've seen you four technique as well. I mean, have you, what, what is your best position, do you think? Oh, uh, you know, if I had if I had it my way, I would definitely play three technique, just being that I have the most snaps there and I'm the most comfortable. But um, you know, my size can allow me to play anywhere from three to five. I can play three, I can play four, I can play the five, um, I can play the four, and in passing situations, I can play anywhere on the line. Uh, so I think I have versatility in that way. But obviously, you know, if, ideally in a base front, I would like to play three technique. And and have team, when you've spoken to teams, have they spoken to you about versatility, what they have planned for you and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. You know, every team kind of has a different vision for me um, and almost none of the same. But um, the biggest like thing that I took away from that is just being versatile, like, increases your value. So mm. a lot of teams are more multiple in their fronts. And the more fronts that I can play, and play at a high level, the more value I add to the team. So, you know, being able to play big in for some teams, you know, they want me to play and rush, uh, play base defense at the five and come inside and sub rush at the three. Um, 
you know, or then, and then the next week, you know, play three on base downs. Um, that adds a lot of value. So um, I've heard a lot of different things from different teams, but I think I can feel, fulfill any role that they need. Uh, well, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head with coach uh, Anarumo there at, at Cincinnati, who loves versatility and loves kind of lining up in different fronts. And um, so, yeah, you seem a per- perfect fit in that way. I mean, it's unfair of me to ask you, have you got a preference in terms of team? But I have to ask uh, you anyway. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Um, do you have your own personal favourites or is it a case of now, right now, you're kind of like wherever the chips may fall, I'm ready to go wherever. Is that the case? Is that your mindset now? Yeah, no doubt. Um, wherever the chips may fall, you know, let them fall. Um, I'm comfortable going wherever. I can play wherever. I don't mind the cold. I don't, love, I don't mind the heat. Um, it doesn't matter the front. I just want to get my foot in the door and be able to provide value for a team. Um, <clears throat> And uh, just finally, if you could compare yourself to an NFL player that's uh, tearing things up on that defensive line at the moment, who would you go for? Who's who's the best kind of comparison, do you think? I would definitely say Eric Armstead. I see, you know, really, I see a lot of similarities in our games. Um, you know, he's plays in the interior like I do. He also plays in the edge, but he's big and long. He's 6'8". Um, you know, 290, 300 pounds, real big, real strong, um, athletic. Um, and I see myself in that way as well. Um, so, you know, maybe DeForest Buckner, I see I see a lot of similarities in our game. Wow. If you even have half the careers that those guys have had, then you're, you, you've are you you done really, really well, I think. Uh, Logan, we're going to wrap this up. Can't thank you enough for the time because I know you've been super, super busy. And note to self, never ask for a player or prospect interview a week or so before the draft because you're here, there and everywhere and getting ready. So uh, I'll put that away in the old uh, brain box there for future reference. Um, so, yeah, just talk to us a little bit, Logan, about tomorrow. What's what's the plan? Uh, well, to well, yeah, if tomorrow for you, it's today for us. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be uh, how are you going to be spending that first round? Uh, so I'm going to be at home with my family, real, real small scale. Um, you know, my immediate family, my mother, my father, siblings, and my agent. Excuse me. Um, and I'm going to be at home in the comfort of my home with people I love that have been there from the start. So um, it's going to be real low key. You know, I, I thought about having a draft party with a whole bunch of friends and um teammates and things like that but it's going to be really nerve-wracking you know because um, <laughs> I don't know where the chips are going to fall um, and people asking questions and things like that I just didn't want people bugging me so um, <laughs> it'll be it'll be at home small scale with people I love well I must say Logan wherever you go um, you know a lot of us will be rooting for you and I, I just wish you the best it's it's it must be such an exciting surreal crazy time but mate honestly all the best for the future. And if you do line up in stripes next year, promise me two things, okay? What's one, that? one, you'll get us back to the Super Bowl. And two, you'll come on this time next year and we can talk about how the first season in the NFL in Cincinnati is for or was for Logan Hall. How about that? No doubt, man. Um, I'd love to. And I... <laughs> 
obviously, if I'm in those stripes, I'm going to do everything I can to get, get us back in that position. So, Okay, man. Listen, thank you for the time. Enjoy the whole experience. Just, I guess, just take a deep breath and try and enjoy it. And uh, good luck to you. Wish you nothing but the best. Thank you, man. I appreciate it a bunch. There we go. That was the magnificent Logan Hall. And what a fantastic thing it would be if uh, we could get him in stripes. Unbelievable. Can you imagine that? Wow. I think that really would elevate our defensive line into something truly special. And don't forget, Joseph Asai is coming back next year as well. Goodness me, Asai, BJ Hill, DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, Logan Hall. Wowzers. Let's not get too carried away. Um, but I am keeping my fingers crossed. He is my number one draft crush. And he's also, as I think you will... Uh, uh, agree hey, what a lovely man he's just become a father for the first time I and mean, what a, what a time for him and his family to be alive goodness me all happening in the logan hall household so thank you so much to logan for spending a little bit of time uh with us and uh, hopefully you found that informative and fun and as i mentioned on our monday night podcast uh, we'll be back on Friday morning, UK time, 8 o'clock for Good Morning Bengals, where we will review what happened the night before. Let's see if the Bengals do pick at 31. Perhaps it will be Logan Hall. Let's hope so. Perhaps they'll trade down and still get Logan Hall. Basically, just take Logan Hall uh, every single pick of the draft. That's my honest opinion. Um before I go, I just wanted to pay tribute to a Bengals great, a very significant Bengal, who passed away earlier this week, aged 79. He was uh, quarterback John Stouffer. And the reason John is significant is because he was the very first Bengals player. He was traded from the Miami Dolphins. He only played a year in Cincinnati in 1968, but uh, he was the first ever Bengals. Now, if you if you know your Bengals history... Paul Brown started that team in 68 and uh, off he went gathering players and John Stouffer was the very first person that he signed Um, and he threw the first ever Bengals touchdown in a week two victory over the Denver Broncos and it was a 58-yard bomb to our old pal Bob Trumpy. Um, And by all accounts, John was a terrific, lovely man and he stayed in the Cincinnati area for the rest of his life and um, so it's very very sad news and of course we send love and condolences to his family friends and former teammates and everyone in Bengaldom it always hurts when a former great uh, leaves us so yes we wanted to temper the excitement I guess uh, with a bit of that sad news however It is Thursday the 28th of April. It is draft day. Uh, I'm sure you're all formulating your own strategies, uh, whether you're going to stay up and watch it all. We're looking at maybe a a 4 o'clock, 4.30 time for the Bengals to be on the clock. Um, So I'm sure you're formulating your strategies. Nap beforehand or power on through or go to sleep, wake up and watch the highlights. Uh, Whatever you do, we hope you enjoy it. And do join us for Good Morning uh, Bengals on Friday morning. Um, I hope you enjoyed this little extra episode. Uh, Many thanks to the brilliant Logan Hall. We wish him, we do wish him well. Whoever he goes to, apart from you know who, 
Um, <laughs> uh, we can't root for anyone that goes to you-know-who. Um, but yeah, we do root for him. Obviously, he's a young man with lots going on in his life, lots of cool stuff, so uh, we hope he has a tremendous career. But uh, for now, it's a good night and a who day from me. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.